1: Hello, podcast listeners. On today's episode, we have a guest from very far away in our studio that we are so excited to welcome, Christina Fike Morrison. Welcome, Christina.
2: Thank you so much. Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Um, uh, this podcast has meant so much for me mm-hmm. and uh, my journey the past year. Uh, and you guys have uh, really impacted me. It's been such great inspiration and guidance. Um, so I'm so thrilled mm. to be here. Yeah, so thrilled.
0: Well, we're Aww. so thrilled that it worked out that you are actually in the United States. I know. Because Kate's <laughs> going to tell our listeners how, where you're
1: from. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's just a long journey to get here. So Christina is a Danish medical doctor on a journey of integrating knowledge from modern medicine, with knowledge of the subconscious mind to help rewild, rewire old and maybe rewild and rewild as well. <laughs> <laughs> old limiting beliefs and resolve root cause issues. She's passionate about empowering women to reconnect to their inner light and live intentional and authentic lives. Doing life together with her Iowa-born husband mm. and their two little active boys in rural Denmark, Scandinavia. She's a sunset enthusiast and admirer of the forest, fields, and fjord. She daily explores walk on walks and cargo bikes, rides with the fam. And she's a recovering perfectionist who's striving for a journey mm, driven life. <laughs> yes. You're in good, support good hands. A support <laughs> a group a for that. perfectionist support, <gasps> support group. And she's currently working in an outpatient psychiatric clinic in Denmark and is working on becoming a certified transformational hypnotherapist. So you Mm -hmm. have an amazing background and we're so excited to learn more about your journey today. And yes, we, we learned about each other through the event we did at Little Lights on the Lane this spring. Yeah. We met Christina in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But your sister-in-law owns Little Lights on the Lane. So we'll shout out to Erin. Thank you, Erin. We love your space. Yeah. (laughs) But you're the one that suggested us.
2: Yeah. Which yeah. is so How amazing. How did you find our podcast? <laughs> um, so that was through Dr. Jane. Oh, through mm-hmm. our connection oh, with Dr. Yeah. Jane. Hey, yeah. yeah, because I went and I saw her with Aaron. Aaron knows Dr. Jane. Yeah, and uh, she's such an amazing person. She yes. is a beautiful person. she recommended the podcast, mm. and I started listening to it. And then throughout the year, I just listened to all of your episodes. Mm. Uh, and yeah, and that's and then we we had the idea of doing this women's wellness retreat to really help women recharge their inner light. And uh, and then we talked about speakers and I was like, oh,
1: tender, wild.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: You probably, so, yeah, I feel like you're one of our, our far off listeners that, you know, to, to be able to meet you in person and have this conversation is thrilling for us. Yeah. And when we met you at that event
0: at Little Lights oh. in the Lane, just down the road in Iowa here, we felt right away. And I think this is uh, what happens is you meet your people and you just have a resonance. We're like, oh, we know her. Yeah. She's one yeah. of us. Yeah. And I think that is kind of this like yeah. rewilding network too. It's right. Like you can see that energy and that feeling yeah. in other people. You're like, oh, I want to know them. Oh, we're on similar paths. We have to connect. Yes. So hundred percent. we love yeah. that we're making these inroads all the way to Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So you know where we go with this podcast if you've listened to all mm-hmm. of them. We start in in that first decade of your life as we just believe it is so important it's part of the way our brains develop and our relationship patterns develop and it really does direct the rest of our lives so it really does yeah Yeah. born and raised in Denmark tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what was important in those first 10 years of your life
2: yeah so what was important um let's describe my childhood. I was in the, in my young years, I was a very um, free child. Mm. Uh, I love being out in nature. We had this um, walnut, really big walnut tree in the backyard with swings all around that my dad made. And we would like, I would spend hours out there with my cousins um, and friends and just like loving being outside and just thinking back at that time, I just remember giggling so much, Mm. like just being carefree and happy. Um, So like, that's like the early memories. Um, So as I said earlier to you guys, I'm an only child. So I, uh, but I grew up close to my family. We we lived on the same street. So my grandma and my cousins Mm. and aunts and uncles and stuff. So we're pretty tight knit, um, which was very nice for me uh, being an only child. And I think What changed uh, for me uh, was when I started schooling. Uh, I think things kind of changed for me because I found I was pretty good at school. And uh, and I think the expectations of continuing being good at school Mm. from, I think, my surroundings, but also very much from myself. Uh, that really shaped me started shaping me in those um, early years and I started being very I think focused I can see that looking back now but like being focused on being like the good girl that Mm -hmm. do what you're supposed to and do what society, your surroundings expect of you, and maybe not listening as much inwards. Mm-hmm. So I can see a shift that was yeah. around the
0: school. How old How old is? do you start school in uh, So
2: you start school when you're six. When you're yeah. six, okay. So, um, so of course, maybe not right away, but like it just continue, you know, it developed, I think, in those early uh, years. Um, and then by the time that I uh, just started my teen years, uh, I had, there was something that happened that um, crossed a big boundary for me. Mm. And I think I didn't meet the um, understanding from my surroundings in that situation. And I can see now looking back that that created a very deep scar for me. Yeah. And what my very young brain took from that situation was, it's your fault. Don't trust your own instinct. Yep. Disconnect from yourself. Try to be good. Try mm-hmm. to try to be what everyone else expects of you. So that was a, that was a, a deep scar, and yeah. I can see now working so much with myself that now that uh, that um, that was a big.
0: Moment. So it probably pushed you into even more. Perfectionism, exactly. being good, yeah. achievement. Yeah. I already because had if you within. felt like you were bad from that boundary yeah. crossing, then it's like I have to prove how good I am yeah. Yeah. and exactly. Exactly. really yeah. achieve. Yeah.
1: Do you feel like you had some armor that kind of went up to mm, yourself? Yeah, definitely
2: something with control. Mm-hmm. I control things then. Mm-hmm. I can hold things together and then they won't crumble. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I feel safe. Yeah. So for sure, perfectionism and the, the feeling of needing that control. Yeah that definitely pushed me in that direction. Yeah. So I I um I did good throughout high school and I ended up getting good grades and I think I I was left with a feeling of I should use these good grades for something. Mm. And I always really loved communicating with people. I also like biology and so I was like, okay, medical school maybe that's the path for me to mm. go. Uh Did
0: you have um medical uh, family members that had gone down that route or you were sort of the first? I was
2: the first one. Uh, And I think that's also where I think I put some pressure on myself. I think I was that child that, um, excelled in school and I think I wanted to keep going with that. Mm -hmm. So, no, so my, my, my dad's, um, he works as a welder and my mom's a social worker. They have completely different backgrounds uh, than that. Um, and of course, taught me a lot about work ethics, and, and yeah. my mom a lot about caring for others and, yeah. and those really soft sides. Um, but but that direction, no one in my family had. To, I was the first one to to graduate from college and and then go on to like a longer wow. education. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and is the medical
0: system in Denmark like you go to college and then you enter into medical school, and then is it another like? Six nine years. Yeah,
2: so it's uh, so after you graduate, it's like I think we would probably say the same as like junior college, and then you get into university, and then it's six years in in the university, and then after that, then you um, have like one year of internship. Mm -hmm. I did um, ER, and then um, also psychiatry uh, for that year, and then you get like your authorization after that, and then a little shorter. yeah. And oh, then yeah. you go into specialty after that. Okay. So, and then that will vary from like five to six years. Depending until you on become specialty. a specialized doctor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um
1: so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you but in high school you found yourself in Iowa. Mm-hmm. I did. How did that happen?
2: Yeah. yeah. And um so I I've always had a longing, um, to travel. Mm. And, and just like talking about this, how the perfectionism, the control and, and like kind of staying in this box of what people expect. Uh, when I traveled, I rewilded
1: mm. when I was out. You mm. talked about that too. It does. It it's, opens you up. Yes, it really does. There's did. a freedom. Yeah,
2: there was a freedom. Yeah, so when I was 15, then I, I got the opportunity to come to Iowa. And
1: and it was like a study abroad program, exchange
2: student program. Wow.
1: And I wonder
2: about your parents as an
1: only child was that hard for them to let you go? I remember my
2: mom crying. She was, yeah, yeah. it was so hard for them. But you knew,
0: like your heart knew, I have to come and do this. And you got placed in all places, the middle of the country, Uh, Iowa. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So So
0: 15, mm -hmm. you end up in what city in Iowa? It was Columbus Junction.
1: Columbus (laughs) Junction,
0: Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And that was an amazing year. And Uh, it was an amazing year. Had to be, like, I just want to go back. When
1: you landed landed here, uh,
0: landing in Columbus Junction. Converse What?
2: Yes. What evolved in that year? Yeah. I mean... I think, uh, being an only child and then coming to a family with, uh, they had three kids, you know, so, so being able to experience that dynamic was just, uh, mm. yeah. Oh, that's so my, different
1: from your family yeah, growing up. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that really, uh, that really, yeah, was a big inspiration to me just to see how a family unit could be different. And then also just the bond that, uh, like I, I got a sister. Through that mm. and and uh, and you know, we've known each other for 20 years now. Mm. Um, and through that, you know, you also I, got I what else did you get husband. from that year? You got a husband from that year, yes. You met I him know. at 15, yeah, yeah. I did. And he happened yeah. to be your
0: host brother, yeah, actually, <laughs> knew, which <laughs> is so cool, yeah. But you, yeah. you didn't like date that year, you were just you, you said it was later uh, in life that yeah. you reconnected,
2: yeah. So, later in life, so I, I. Went back and forth traveling and visiting the family throughout the years. And then about you know, nine years ago. Uh, How old were you? Oh, well, then I must have been well 25. Mid-20s. Mid-20s, yeah. Mid-twenties, yeah. Um, I came back to Iowa to visit. Uh, and then there was Ian. <laughs> ah! And there was How clearly grand?
0: something different, like oh, a yes. different spark yeah. between the oh, two yeah, of you. For
2: sure, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so we, um, we fell in love and it was mm. just a, yeah, yeah, really, um, yeah. Look at just, her. She's I like know. smiling and flashing. It's so beautiful. I, it's, it, yeah.
1: I think it's really, I, I identify a little bit because I knew my husband's family before I even met him. yeah, mm. yeah. So you actually had this familial connection. Yeah that like the the falling in love part became kind of the icing on the cake Yeah, well, you we'd already, already yeah. had so a, much yeah.
2: yeah and i think just the fact that we've known each other for so many years it just like it creates a sp- Special depth in our yeah, relationship. Yeah, I bet he just um, supports me all the way. Mm. Yeah. And then
0: Ian does. moved to to uh-huh. Denmark. Um, like you
2: were like, yeah. oh, we're not living in Columbus Junction. Yeah. <laughs> we are going back to my home. Well, country. you were probably in school, right? Yeah. yeah, I was in school, and so I had to, you know, finish medical school. And um, and he really wanted to start something new, and so we, we were like, yeah, let's try for. Couple of years, see how it goes, and uh, and then eight years later. <laughs> so, does he speak Danish? Yeah, he does a really good job. Yeah, he, he yeah. speaks Danish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So Do you speak Danish between the two of you? Do speak English? English,
2: English, <laughs> yeah. and then your kids clearly are bilingual. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. So you have two kids. Two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Two and four years okay. old. Two very very active boys. Wonderful mm. active boys. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you get married in Denmark? Uh, yes, we yes. did. We did. Yeah. In the backyard. Yeah. So in the backyard. And you live, you said in
0: the, you don't live in Copenhagen. You live, or Copenhagen. Yeah. Is that how you Copenhagen. say it? Copenhagen. Yeah. Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, we live in our house. So we used to live, we we lived in, in Copenhagen for about six years and, and loved it. In yeah. It. I mean, I've been there. I, I love it yeah, so but- it's so beautiful. <laughs> we also miss it, but it's it's nice with the more rural countryside now for just raising kids mm-hmm. so we re- we live really close to like the fjord and just like a lot of nature forest and and we just we love that like we use it every single day we have a cargo bike that we ride we put the kids up What's in the a front a cargo I know, bike I wonder so it too. it's just it's just it's like a it's um it's like a long john bicycle you know yeah. the ones where it, it's possible to have like a, you, uh, what do you call it it's like a box in the yeah. front and yeah. then you can they load have these up in the Holland stuff. all yeah, yeah, the Dutch yeah, ride them yeah. with their like their whole families is in yeah, the, on exactly. the bike and that's what we yeah. <laughs> do so we put the kids up there and uh, lunch and, uh, mm. and then we go on picnics and and go down to the ocean and look Mm. at stones and throw stones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds so, it's like a magical upbringing for your boys. Enjoy a lot. Yeah. So,
0: Mm. so what I'm curious about, and I, uh, we've actually interviewed another woman who is from Australia Mm -hmm. And so I love the cross-cultural uh, nature of conversation around mm-hmm. rewilding because it seems to cross like cultural boundaries as well. Like we're all women all around the planet mm-hmm. are sort of being drawn to this idea of you've already mentioned this phrase, like get out of the box, mm-hmm. yeah. get out of the perfectionism, straitjacket yeah. step into more authenticity. So mm-hmm. what was it about? our message and what we were talking about that you were so drawn to and what is, how is that manifesting in your life? Like, how are you, Christina, rewilding Mm -hmm. in your life right now? Yeah.
2: I think, uh, what touched me a lot were the very first two episodes where you talk about your own story, because I believe it's so important to hear, to be vulnerable and, um, to hear other people's, um, stories, uh, of how they grew because mm-hmm. it inspires growth in yourself. So there was something about how you were so honest mm-hmm. uh, in telling your own story that made me be brave to tell mine. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And, and I think that's what we need to do more. Yeah. And, and that's also why, like, if I look at, um, I've gone through a lot of um, development in the past year, but if I look at my old self, I would never have been here. Mm. in this room say more about that because I was always the one that everything had to be perfect before I could step out of um step out in the light yeah and if you wait for everything to be perfect then it just never happens amen so you have to start before you're ready you have to start that journey before you're ready even if you might say something wrong I might say something wrong today but I hope that people that are sitting here listening to this can use it as an inspiration to also just dare to just try and do it because it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. And if we all do that, we can show each other that it's okay to step out of that comfort zone. Go yeah. run with the light. Run with what's like telling you you're inside, this is this is what I need to do. Run mm. with
1: it. Yeah. Can you imagine a world where everyone was really stepping toward their light and yeah. and how much... I mean, I feel like there is a there is a movement in that mm-hmm. way that I hope it, we continue to see throughout our lifetime. But it really has the power to change the world. It honestly, really
2: it really does. Because I I so truly believe that if we all follow that inner light, if we all fo- all follow it, then we're also gonna be we're gonna be so much more happy and so much more in balance, and that is gonna radiate. Onto yeah. our surroundings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to pick up that frequency and that energy. And, it's and our children like, and yeah, exactly. our people in our orbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have,
0: a, I have to admit, I have an idealized version of Denmark um, because of a weekend I spent there. And also <laughs> I lived week- in <laughs> one weekend <laughs> in Copenhagen, which was uh, very memorable. I loved we it. I need to hear about that. But, um, but I lived in Germany for a period of time. I lived in the Netherlands for a period of time. And granted, those were different times in my life. But I sort of, um, while living there, always felt like Europeans did have a more balanced lifestyle of work life and, and enjoyment and play, you know, the more socialistic perspective where people rested more and took long vacations. I So I have this belief that like, in America, we always have our foot on the gas and bigger is better. And we're working like crazy more, more, more. But clearly I want to hear from you that your country as well has this need to rewild and Mm -hmm. return to one's essence. And, you know, here you're sitting across from us being like, like I'm a perfectionist too. So clearly you drank the Kool-Aid that we did (laughs) as well growing up. Right. So tell us about how, you know, in Denmark, people are struggling with rewilding or finding this
2: more elusive balance
0: that we're always talking about. Yeah,
2: yeah. I do believe that um, we, we're we very lucky in Denmark in the way that uh, we do get six weeks of vacation, paid vacation every year. Mm-hmm. Our you know work hours are uh standard 37 hours per week 37 hours
1: okay um, 37
2: so and so and that was pre pandemic right that's not new no that's not new no yeah. no so so there's like i think that helps us mm-hmm. balance more cuz we get that Free time. Um, and you get so long
0: maternity leave, don't you? Yeah, we get a year of maternity leave. A year of maternity yeah. leave. Wow. Um, and, and paternity
2: leave too, right? paternity leave yeah. too, as well, yeah. Um, and I also just like little things, like if you kid get sick, you get uh, you know that paid time. Also, you get some two supportive days per year per child to go to dentist appointment and that mm. sort of stuff. So I, th- I do think that we... Uh, that does create space for more balance yeah however Mm. (laughs) we still need um we're still struggling with mental health in denmark yeah despite that Mm. um there was a survey that was done by like the um, the danish health association i think it was last year and they did a they did a big survey lots of thousands of of participants was included in that and um, what they found was uh, women between 25 and 34, I believe it was like around, I think it was about 35% of them were experiencing high levels of stress. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Looking back four weeks from when they did the survey, they they reported high levels of stress. Yeah. So, I mean, that's more than like... Yeah, I there. wonder
1: too. Like the, with in, the pandemic, because that would have been post-pandemic for women, or uh, no?
2: Yeah, I think it was. Oh, it was in twenty one. I think that wasn't one was, it's when it was kind done. Kind of in the yeah. middle of it. So, yeah, because yeah.
1: mm-hmm. um, were you were women in Denmark homeschooling kids and mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, doing all the things, maybe leaving yeah, the workforce yeah, and, and exactly. Yeah. So I think that definitely also created. Mm-hmm big uh, pressure there so but it just shows that like even though we have these things that are helping us balance more uh then there we still have challenges challenges with mental health and what do do. you think
0: is i mean we could probably do an entire podcast (laughs) on this about what is some of the underlying challenges that are driving all of these mental health issues because you're right like I don't know the stats here it's like one out of four people mm-hmm. yeah. has a diagnosable mental health disorder so yeah. it's 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 big mm-hmm. right yeah what do you think in your country are is contributing to mental health imbalance
2: I I think that we are uh we're so busy <sighs> and we are yeah. constantly bombarded with stimuli from our phones, from technology. Yes. And we don't ever get that break to just be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so that transcends country and it's a global Because everyone a global has a phone now. It no really matter is. what
0: country you're in, yeah. you have yeah. access to information all mm. the time.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and let's be honest, a lot of the information is not good. No. Yeah. Exactly. Or and then also, <laughs>
2: like, what is it worth, what, what is it we're striving for? Is that created by us having? Cars and big houses and jobs that look look a certain way and wearing clothes that looks a certain way is that created by us? No, it's not.
0: Mm. Okay, say more about that because I so, think that's like, key.
2: We're like we're running after
0: something that that we, the media has yeah. created for us yeah. about we, what's going to make us happy. Yeah. What is success exactly? Yeah, what is success? And so no no wonder there's so much emptiness in so many people yeah. because sometimes you get those things and you're like, well. I yeah. bought the bag, yeah. and how come I'm not feeling right. better? Exactly. And now I want the next thing. Right. Yeah. Or the next achievement, uh-huh. or yeah. the
2: next... Yeah. It's just the next thing after the next Next thing after, after next. Thing. Yeah.
1: Well, and mm. I love the life you've built, um, because I'm sure as a physician, it's, that's a high-stress job, and you've yeah. worked in the area of psychiatric mm-hmm. yeah. uh, work, which is extremely, I'm sure, stressful as a physician. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you've created a life... That ha- feels from your description like kind of away from the noise, mm-hmm. yeah. as much as you can to raise yeah. your voice. Yeah, yeah, and and the connection to nature feels very very big
2: for you. It is very big. I would say I would love to say that that was something that I got to myself and then I changed, but it was really my body that said stop. Mm. Mm. Tell us about yeah. that. And I'm so curious. Yeah. So when my oldest and when our oldest son was about two years old and i had just given birth to our second uh, child we uh we actually named him storm as a middle name Mm. which ended up being kind of symbolic because you know sometimes we need a storm to find healing yeah and that's what happened for me um because after he was born um i started uh, not feeling so good i started getting uh, uh not being able to feel my my feet mm. getting numbness uh in my feet i couldn't explain it uh and it developed into an anxiety i had a panic mm. attack which i'd never had before Thought I was going to die.
0: But you also probably clinically knew what it was. Already, and when I, I had my first panic attack, it was the same thing. I'm like, I know exactly what's happening, yeah. but I just, this, not, this, is, this is freaking me out. Not like, nice. this is, yes, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So having having the knowledge, but experiencing in in, in totally my body yeah. was totally different. Uh, and now I'm, I'm happy that I have that knowledge because I feel like. It helps me understand my patients absolutely more. But but I ended up having a panic attack and developed like an anxiety of of being uh, f- afraid that I was um, sick or I was going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, I got cleared by neurologists and all this stuff. that did all anything. the tests. They couldn't yeah. find anything. Um, so it was up it was up here mm. <laughs> in my head. And um, what happened afterwards was I. I, it was it was like a, a postpartum yep. reaction that I had uh, postpartum anxiety, which I didn't really know much about. I always hear about you always hear about postpartum depression, yeah. And I was like, "What is it? What's going on with me here?" And I had to just read about it. And there's just not very much information about how yeah. you, your body can react differently in a postpartum situation other than just depression. Yeah. So that was a whole new learning for me because uh, yours was more anxiety. Yeah, it was more anxiety based. Yeah. And then uh, it developed into like a stress response. Yeah. Uh, like, and I think my body had been in stress up until that. It had developed sure. into like a chronic stress. So I was, my memory was affected. I couldn't find like my overview, my concentration, mm. all the things that I know from the books. Yeah. I suddenly could feel in myself. Were you working when you're? Um, no, I was still on maternity leave okay. when that happened. And uh, it uh, it was such a hard space to be in because I wanted to be present for my newborn sure. and my older son. And and I just like, I felt like I could always trust my head to get me out of mm, trouble. Yes. Wow. And but I couldn't Because you're smart
0: too. I just, especially think people with that yeah, big developed just, brain.
2: I'm used to thinking myself yeah. out of these situations and I couldn't <laughs> because my head was broken. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do I do now?
0: Yes. Yeah, so what did you do?
2: So then I started... Slowing down, yeah. <laughs> and I started meditating. I started going to therapy, talk therapy, and and it helped a little bit. But I started feeling this like I, I need to. St- I need to start work again. I can't just be home. Like mm. I knew myself, I did all I this education. Yeah, yeah, I need to I need to get back out there. I knew I wasn't ready, mm. but I was like, okay. And I I, I really want to um, get some experience within family medicine. So I thought, okay, that would that would be a good place. There's no night shifts because I knew my head my head was affected by the lack of sleep.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I was
2: like, I so I, I got a um position at a really great family practice, wonderful colleagues. And it went okay in the beginning, but then the stress symptoms started creeping back. Mm. I could not get an overview. I could not remember. All this stuff just came back to me. Mm. And I was just really sad. I was so sad and yeah. just started isolating myself and just it was not a nice place to be, and then something happened, and um, that was I saw this ex- like writing exercise online mm. where it said um, pretty much describe your dream day like from your everyday life describe your dream day mm. like write it down like what time do you get up. What do you do then? What kind of contact do you have? How much alone time do you have? What kind of interactions do you have with people? What kind of work do you do? And I started writing, mm. writing. And I looked at the paper after I was done and I was like, this is what I want. Wow. this year. And it was almost like now I had created, it. it was black and white right in front of me and then I just couldn't deny it anymore. I was like, I need to go after this. What was it? Yeah. What was it? What did you say? What did you write? Yeah. Well, then, I mean, I, I wrote actually, and it sounds pretty basic, but I wrote like, I I want to be able to have some time for myself to recharge in the morning, to be able to do meditation, meditation and some journaling uh, and just get like a quiet start of the day where I can like recenter myself. I want to be able to have time quality time with my kids and bike them to daycare Mm. and have time in the middle of the day where i can do some meaningful work where i can help guide people Mm. women yeah women women Mm. and 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 then uh just like i just continue that for my day you know like just the of but it was
1: very it was probably came i always believe that's when you're most in touch with your heart it's like yeah. what you, yeah. what your heart wanted. Yeah, exactly. And, that and your head, you'd been in your head saying, my, yeah. I should want this. Mm, I mean, I should go I back should to work. Way, I should yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Once you dropped into your heart, mm-hmm. like what does your heart want? It's, exactly. It can just, it mm-hmm. flows
2: out of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was what my heart wanted. And I think the difference was before, maybe I had a little thoughts that would pop up here and there about, oh, this would be nice or this. But it was like seeing it black and white. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, it's now it was in the check. world. And it was I couldn't a script. Just,
1: yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like left with, okay, now I know what I want, but now I don't know how to get there. How do I get there? You know what I- it keeps popping
1: up <laughs> for me is that you literally wrote yourself a prescription.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: well, the doctor. Yeah. The do- doctor <laughs> is- wrote herself her own prescription. You yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> yeah. But so- then it, I imagine it took you a while to shift your life so that it could match up to what the prescription pad
2: said. Yeah. I thought it was going to, but it didn't, Mm. actually. So what happened then after was, so I've always been kind of more of a traditional way of looking at uh, medicine and um, the more like alternative approaches has never really um, resonated so much with me. But I started getting this longing of I need to do some sort of therapy. And then I came across um, hypnotherapy. Mm. Which in the beginning, I was a bit skeptical. I'm like, oh, stage hypnosis. And Mm -hmm. I started thinking all this, then you're not in control. But there was something inside of me. We're back to the heart. There was something there, a longing that was like, I got to go that direction. So I found a wonderful, wonderful um, therapist uh, that does this rapid uh, transformational therapy. We did uh, an online session for two hours. uh, And she took me back to my root cause issues. And your
0: pain. We framed it.
2: Rewired it, mm. and when I was, when I, and it sounds a little bit like magic, but when no, I got I out of yeah. this, uh, when I, when I was uh, w- after the session, I felt so much lighter. Like I, yeah. I literally felt like I have had, I had had two bags of heavy potatoes on my shoulders, and someone mm. just lifted them off, and I mm. suddenly like could breathe, and it was like my senses were awakened, and I just felt, I felt so much lighter and so much more in connection to myself. And what I asked her that I wanted to work on was, I, I I want to connect to my inside. I want to connect to that inner light, mm. and that was like the focus of the of the attention and uh, the session. And that and that is what I really. But what's to interesting
0: oh. is that to connect with your inner light, you had to go back and understand your inner yeah. trauma,
2: mm-hmm. yes. and that's
0: exactly. It's really interesting. I had a similar session with someone one time where I said, "I just want to know the truth of my heart. What is the truth of my heart?" And the session took me back. To my initial yeah. trauma. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I'm so grateful to you for sharing to this whole audience yeah. about that there was a scar, there was a trauma. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that you, because it was my story. I could I held it together until forty. After I had my third child, yeah, okay. and then everything fell apart in my mm-hmm. postpartum. Yeah. You know, year after, yeah. because it's like you can hold it together for a long time yeah. until you can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Until your and soul comes is saying, out, "Like it's and the time body tells to you really the deal with this." You yeah. have yeah. to look at where
1: your scar is, yeah. and you have to go back and yeah. heal that. Yeah. 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 And it does. I've always felt that your light is really connected to. I mean, that's where the light comes in, right? It's yeah. from the, the, the darkness yeah. from this car. Yes. So it's not possible to not work with both of them yeah. to be able to access it. Yeah. You can't, there's no way around it. I think we look for all sorts of other numbing things to be like, I don't want to go there, but yes. I do this, you know, and sometimes it's very unhealthy mm-hmm. things, but yeah. we think we can like... Oh, Avoid
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: exactly. And also, yeah. I think you're such a beautiful example of we
0: use our mind. We we've been trained that our mind is so powerful, and I'm I've got an intellectual mind, and I've got mm-hmm. all this education yeah. under my belt, and mm-hmm. I can just think my way out of this. I, I can know. analyze my way through this. I know. And like no one can do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I know. You, there comes a point in your life that you cannot think your yeah. way through it.
1: Yeah. You yeah, exactly. have to feel your way through. But it. I, I sometimes worry that's what formal education. It absolutely does it to, us. Mm-hmm. Does it and to yes. us. When you said it started in elementary, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yep, yep. that's yep. your story too, Kate. It is that my story. you yep. were wild and free until you started school." Yeah.
0: Yes, you yeah. guys have it's, that similarity. It's no
1: longer about being; mm-hmm. it's about doing, yeah. and it's about and achieving. Getting. Exactly. Yes, the achievement piece mm-hmm. of and getting recognized for the good grades yeah. and you know good behavior, good behavior. Yes, following the rules, being all of those things, and then that becomes the course of your life. Yeah. And your, your, your own being, your own inner knowing, Mm -hmm. all of those things become so secondary that you lose touch Exactly.
2: until you go to hypnosis and And you tap
0: it, (laughs) your subconscious mind, and it guides you to your truth.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really impactful for me to have that session. And, uh, and, and after that, I, um, I just like, I went out in the world differently. I Mm -hmm. really did and Telling then you
0: me. could change your circumstances mm-hmm. in your exactly. life to then match yeah. with what your exactly. soul was actually exactly. desiring instead of what your head <gasps> was desiring
2: so i quit my job <laughs>
0: yeah. here yay. we go yay, breaking yay. up
2: with the job once again yeah. Yeah. yes yeah. Okay. which was not a small thing because my my mindset yeah. has always been like you know you complete this because then you have this experience and also if i wanted to return to that field again that would not be possible if i just broke off in the middle of a uh, you know a a yearly position um uh, mm-hmm. but I was like this is not right for me it's 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 so it's brave not right for me, yeah, so I quit my job, not knowing what else I was going to do, and then I started uh seeking to or like kind of going towards psychiatry because I knew when I was the gp 's office i i the the patients that came in with uh, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, trauma, PTSD, those are the ones, I really are the ones that really those are the
0: ones that spoke to you. Yes. Yeah, you knew you
1: had something. To you share. wanted
2: to help. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: That, that part of their healing. Exactly.
2: Uh, and I loved being able to use my person, my my voice, to be able to to give them some healing. Mm. Um, and and also because I think being in family medicine, I also I think what was difficult with that was also. That I I started reflecting a lot on how we do a lot of symptom treatment but not so much root cause yeah. focus, yeah. and it was starting to not resonate so much with me. I know there's um, you know the the traditional medicine is important, but I just uh, I started feeling like I couldn't like see myself in that in the same way. Yeah. But isn't that because
1: that's you found your healing, you line. found mm-hmm. your root, you found your root <laughs> cause, yeah. and, and then that's once you you changed know that, everything know, for you, and I you know. realized all these symptoms exactly. I'm treating for people. Yeah. If they're not dealing with the root cause, yeah. it's never going to go exactly. away. Exactly, exactly.
2: Um, so it was just, yeah. I, I, I really just, and that's where I am today. I, I really want to help women mm-hmm. reconnect to that inner light because it just it changed my world, and I want to be able to do that for other women.
1: Yeah. So powerful. So you're getting trained right now or certified yeah. in yeah. this. Yeah, so it's,
2: it's it's hypnotic yeah, therapy. Yeah, yeah, so it's hypnotherapy, yeah. Uh, I'm
1: a big fan. Of,
2: uh, you know, I, I do really it too know.
0: with my oh, clients. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, wow. for 20 years I've been practicing hypnosis wow. with clients. Oh. And I honestly, Christina, believe it is like we should do a whole episode we on should. hypnosis actually, because I think it's one of the most powerful clinical tools. And I'm always confused as to why more people don't get trained yeah. in it and yeah. use it. Mm-hmm. Cause there is a ton of research backing it up. It's not, we have this idea that it's super woo woo and weird and yeah. out there, but there's all this data mm-hmm. about how powerful yeah, it is to use the subconscious oh. mind to heal yes. instead of the conscious mind.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So um, high five yes. for what you're
1: doing. And I, I've experienced it myself. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, the the pace in which you move through a session, like what you can get to so quickly, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's very efficient. Oh my god! And you're just like, you know, it also it's the whole idea of staying in your head during therapy. Mm -hmm. We can talk and talk for now, yeah. Right. Try to analyze. Once you drop down into your body, exactly. Like there's no, that's where the truth all is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we can waste a lot of time mm-hmm. continuing to operate from our head yeah. or we can get down mm-hmm. into the into truth. The body.
2: Yeah.
1: And I would love it if you did
0: an episode about... Okay. No yes. Okay. There. Well, we will go there uh, because yeah. it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And it's an un- like people don't understand mm-hmm. it. And I think yeah,
1: is it, is it gaining traction in Denmark? Do you feel like it's
2: it is? Yeah, uh, it is. But it is still, uh, there's still some skeptics, I mm-hmm. think, out there. But I just I feel like it's such a powerful tool and it's it's so gentle too because it doesn't so involve the medicine it doesn't like
1: no.
0: and people are go in and out of hypnotic trance states all the time in their normal waking it's life okay. and so it's not a weird I always tell people you will, you'll come out tell me you weren't hypnotized because you've been in these states so many times driving the car we go into trance mowing the lawn we go into uh-huh. trance
2: watching uh, a good movie wha- and we, we were go into trance right in yeah,
0: and yeah, so like yeah. when you go into a trance state in a clinical office mm-hmm. and then you're guided to imagine your life in a different way mm-hmm. you're like well that didn't work because I you know I didn't feel like I, I remember everything you said yeah, and yeah. I'm like yeah you do <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. yeah I agree <laughs> I'm so, so that glad it- you're
1: Doing this. Yeah. So, I love how your path has like you've, the more you listen to yourself, the more you've like are now allowing your real gifts mm-hmm. to be shared yeah. Yeah. because you've opened up yourself in a way that you can then give back and help others yeah. where when we hide from that mm-hmm. and kind of follow the traditional path, do what we think we're supposed to do. Yeah um we don't we don't innately then tap into our gifts mm-hmm. in a, in the way that you have and yeah. it's super courageous i might add as yeah. someone who you know Left the law, right? I left the law. (laughs) I left the law. She Um. no longer follows the law, people. (laughs) But it's, you know, the traditional traditional sense of using Mm -hmm. advocacy. Mm -hmm. I guess I like to think of myself as like a trained advocate. I'm now doing it in a different way. It's very much out of the box. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: people may not even see a connection, but I do. I know the skills that I'm using that I and you're doing the same
0: thing. Yeah. Like you left the traditional path and I love that you shared that you were very tied into the traditional path. Like you, Mm -hmm. you actually, you weren't that open to an alternative path and it took you sort of coming down on your knees Mm -hmm. and sort of facing your own truth Mm -hmm. and your own pain that opened your whole perspective. Yes, definitely. So what does
2: your clinical practice look like now? Like, how are you working with people? Yeah. So I, um, of course I have like the side where I help, medications and that sort of stuff um, and then I have um, you know consultations where I have the initial uh, interviews uh, with the patient that come in to help um, uh, find the right diagnosis uh, and treatment plan um, mm-hmm. so I really like yeah, I really like that and then um, next month I'm gonna start actually uh, some cognitive behavioral therapy group for, for patients that are um, right. suffering from depression Um, so Mm -hmm. I get to do also some, some talk therapy and get some experience through that. And yeah, so I, I, I love, that's what I love about the clinic that, uh, I'm in is that we, we have the the side of course that helps with the medication that supports that way, but we also very much have the therapy side with Mm us. Uh, and, and so both cognitive behavioral therapy, the group therapy, but um, EMDR, we also have mm. um, psychologists that are specialized in that uh, different uh, trauma uh, therapy. So it just, it makes so good sense for me to be there yeah. because uh, I can see it coming together. Mm. So gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Is there a stigma in Denmark about mental health or has that changed? Mm,
2: I just think there's
0: still,
1: there's,
2: there's still some stigma, stigma. Okay. like yeah. here, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was thinking about, you know, that part of the world that the rest of us look at is this the happiest, the pristine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and the yeah. research does say it does. Is Denmark, one of the top five happiest countries yeah. in the world. Yeah, I think it yeah. used to be number one, but I think I it's, used I to think be it's Switzerland. Now. Oh, I Switzerland to go. <laughs> but so there's almost this. I should. I'm living here. I should be mm. happy. I wonder mm. if yeah. people feel the sense of we can't really share as much. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't mm. know actually. Mm.
2: Here, That's we're just happy question.
1: to share we're miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but I do
2: think that there's a lot more focus on now how um, we just have generations that are not thriving.
0: Yeah, like- absolutely. And we've talked about how, mm. like, Kate has got college students. Her kids are college-age students. And how that whole generation, and my son is in high school, he, they're very open about mental health. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. very yeah. not yeah. shared to to, they're not scared to share. I have anxiety, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know, I'm on medication, or I'm in uh, therapy. Like yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem to be the same stigma. I'm looking at our producer. Would you say that's true? Are younger? Yeah, it's Talk different. About yeah, it. yeah, it's they're different. Open. They're more open yeah. than like our generation. You yeah. never talked about it, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, which is great. So there's hope. There but is
1: hope. It's, it's gonna hope. change.
2: Yeah, and hope. I
1: think these new modalities, the things that you're talking about for medical doctors to explore mm-hmm. and get curious about, and yeah. maybe it's. More women yeah. <laughs> that yeah. are willing to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's also part of the path forward for our world, yeah. because um, we can't we can't do what you've done through the old traditional way and expect a different result. No, yeah.
2: no, something has to change. So it yeah. Yeah, really does. Yeah, I do think also in terms of like um, talking about that maybe not as many are as open about hypnosis right now. I do see a change and I do see like we have, um, Danish uh, association of clinical hypnosis, which Mm. is is a gathering of authorized, um, health professionals, doctors, nurses, psychologists that gather in a union and do, you know, lots of different uh, courses and and that sort of stuff. And I think it's, it's a path forward, you know, um, coming together and, and sharing experience and knowledge. Um, Yeah. Well, I love that you're going to be this this voice
1: for that type of change in Denmark and and now here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So (laughs) just having you on today to be able to be a voice and look at things differently, but also your vulnerability of sharing where that came from for you and how you got here.
2: Yeah, is really powerful. We all have scars.
1: Yes, we do. We all
2: have scars, and um, yeah, like I said, I think it's path forward is to, to share it. Yeah. Help each other. Yes. Yeah, because I think that often when we're
0: carrying a deep scar, we we don't know that other people have deep scars as well. We're just using all of our energy yeah. to hold it and to cover it and to yeah. be okay mm-hmm. and to achieve and to make mm-hmm. it through the world. And so um, when you actually start to verbalize, I have a scar, I had a trauma, I went through something, and then you have other people say, so did I. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, I too have been carrying something really heavy. Then suddenly there's just such a relief that yeah. mm-hmm. lightens it, yeah. Like you said, those two sacks of potatoes mm-hmm. came off of your shoulders.
1: You yeah. Yeah, really did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, on that note, yes, <laughs> you know where we like to end these conversations, I do. <laughs> um, referencing the book, women who run with the wolves. There are a few precious doors into the world of the wild woman. So if you have a deep scar, Christina, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much you can almost not bear it, that is a door. If you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. So which door or doors (laughs) do you think you took into your life as a wild woman?
2: Well, I definitely believe the deep scar is what started me out on my journey. For sure, but the longing for um, also longing for a deeper life uh, is also a door that resonates, mm-hmm. and also the the one with the nature. Um, yeah, so those three doors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, I hear that in your story so <sighs> yeah. so clearly. Yeah. And that book is amazing. I haven't I haven't finished it yet, oh, but it's I actually, a thick one. It's a thick. I actually, I I I ordered after yeah. I heard it on this podcast. I'm like, I have to
1: read. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's also nice to listen to by Audible. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, found you've I done that. Of, I've never done that. Yeah, but yeah listening like to, to it yeah. for me was easier than than reading this one. Yeah, because um, yeah. it is you take it in little spurts. It's mm. it's such a dense yeah. book. But. I
0: love. Like well, and Kate and I would like to say that if you
1: ever want
0: us to come to Denmark for <laughs> <Yes>. a tender <laughs> wild event, we would get on a plane tomorrow to I'd come to to. Denmark, so I would just love just, plant I would love there. That. Awesome. just plant a seed there. just planting <laughs> a yeah. seed. So oh. tell people where if they want to follow your work or sort of do you do you have somewhere that they can find you, Christina?
2: Well, it would probably be on Instagram, but maybe okay. if we maybe yeah. we could link it in the, the we will. We have yeah. show, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. And that would be wonderful to connect with people there. From, yeah,
0: great. Yeah, yeah, and to any uh, Danish listeners out there, can you tell? Can you teach us one Danish word for yeah. like? Well higgy is as higgy is as that <laughs> yeah, that's one. what Higa. I think
1: of. Higa, yeah, yeah. Higa. Is, uh,
2: yeah. But actually um may- Yeah, oh. what's the word for wild? Oh yeah. What's well, the word for it's wild? Vil. 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 Yeah. vil But a different word that I was actually thinking about okay. was the word ro, which we talked a little bit about before, or ro uh which means tranquility, calmness. Mm. And oh, I feel yes. like she brought uh, us a beautiful candle that we're from oh Yeah, and it's it's Ro. R O Yeah R O yeah and, Say it again and Ro
0: oh. Ro. Oh. 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 Yeah, oh. yeah.
2: And I feel like that's such an important word because I feel like that's what that's what people need to do. They need mm. to find ro. Oh. Mm. They need to find that tranquility, the calmness in their lives because I feel like that is how we that's how we reconnect with ourselves in our inside. Slowing down. Oh, I'm just struck by the idea that rewilding brings the calm
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it yeah it's not it out totally of control does. it's yeah. not an
1: out of control yeah. it's
0: it's uh, just finding yeah, your essence does. which is role mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. beautiful
1: thank you so much for being with us Thanks today that was you a true joy so much <laughs> it right. thank you hello listeners we want to let you know that we have so much gratitude that you join us in these conversations every week we want to continue to uplift and connect with women-owned businesses and businesses that are supporting women. So if you are one of those or have a recommendation for someone that may want to sponsor an episode, please have them reach out at tendherwild.com. If you are needing a reprieve from the fast pace of our
0: modern life and want to connect a little deeper to yourself, I would love to see you at my next retreat, which happens to be in the Cork countryside of Ireland, this September 24th through the 30th. You can join Kate, myself and Kimberly at this retreat and it's falling at a very auspicious time because we will just move through the fall equinox and we're moving to days that are shorter. So this is the perfect time of year to begin to draw inward, to slow down, and to really drink in the beauty, which will be rampant in Ireland in the fall, uh, to sort of support you and nurture you over the winter months. If you are curious about this retreat, you can check out more and how to register for this. We have, I believe, just a couple spots left uh, in the show notes.
1: I can't wait. I can't either. (laughs) Today's episode is sponsored by... Kate Moreland Coaching, and Heartland Yoga. As a coach, I am an advocate for authenticity and well-being for individuals, organizations, and communities. Through my coaching work, I like to help you connect to your authenticity. Whether you're an individual, a leader, or an organization, your creative power lies in your authenticity. Doing the work to understand your strengths and acknowledge the patterns and rocks that are in your way is the path to well-being. Whether it's your career or your relationship with yourself or others, transformative change begins within. You can reach me at com. Heartland Yoga
0: has been in business for nearly 15 years. I founded this studio with the intention for it to be a safe place where people could come and heal. I also knew that I wanted a business that fostered community and connection. So if you are looking to deepen your yoga practice, heal from physical, emotional, mental wounds or simply connect with people who are like-minded heartland yoga is a place that we would love to welcome you into whether it's online or in person you can find out more information at www.heartlandyoga.com
1: and now the amazing singer-songwriter lissy morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this
0: podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.